Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It is Thursday, July 19. Welcome to Daily Walk. I am Becky de Oliveira. And I am Japheth de Oliveira. So let me pray. <gasps> You're yes. going to pray without me having to nag you to I, pray. I always just I, feel I, like, I, such a, like such a woman thing. Could you pray, please? Actually, yeah, you know, if you, so that that. Voice, if you did it in that voice, if you did it in that voice, Oh, then really everybody fantastic. would like that? Yeah, okay. no, I would really Good. like so, that. Yeah, nobody's ever going to hear me do the prayer prompt ever again. Yesterday, oh, Wednesday, July twenty eighth was the last time. Or where's the twenty eighth? Where's 18. the sign? I need the little sign. Oh, I'm so <laughs> okay. Dis- okay, let me pray. Do your thing. All right. Did you just say do your thing? I did. You did. You did. you can resist. All right, here we go. <laughs> Heavenly Father, it is good to call in your name. It is great to be able to know, Lord, that we get to be able to read your word. And we ask God as we read your word, new translation today. May we see and hear. The Spirit call us, and uh, with this, may we be able to apply it to our lives, to our community, to all those around us. May we also, Lord, reflect on this as to the greater picture that you've called us to, to belong to the new creation, to the new world that you're bringing together. We ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Okay, Romans 5, 1 through 11. Today, new translation. It is the New International Version, the NIV. Subtitle, Peace and Hope. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his Son, How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Quick question. Mm. Given that all of us alive today have been born well after the cross, was there ever any point at which we were God's enemies? Or have we basically been born into this situation of reconciliation? And if so, what does this even have to do with us? Uh, that's a that's a really great question, actually, and, and I I do believe that what Paul's been saying and what the Bible teaches is that from the fall of humankind in the Garden of Eden, we have been enmity, we have been uh, broken. Away so does from that God. mean that when we're born, we're still in that state until we actively accept Jesus? Is that the idea? The that I-, I would have been born an enemy of God, and then when I was nine years old and I was baptized, I then became not an enemy of God. That's a really interesting. That's a really interesting idea. Are we ever not an enemy of God? Well, according to this, we're not because we've been reconciled. 
Well, we used to be God's enemies, and now we're not. That's what Paul says. Yeah, what what Paul is but saying. But I'm saying, what about that, those of us who never lived in the before time? Yes, but then there was the entire sacrificial system that existed before that. So yes. it was the the type and the true type. So the idea was that uh, there was always a way to be reconciled, and then God came along and said, "All right, I'm going to now fulfill in the right time," which is what He says here. Since where does He say this? You see, at just the right time, verse six, at just the right time, He says, "Now." Christ came down to earth, the incarnation came down here and kind of fulfilled the promise that he had done for 4,000 years. So all of us who've been born after that have already been reconciled. We're born into reconciliation. We are are born into reconciliation, yet we are born with a choice to choose this, to receive this. Okay. It's always a choice that everybody has. It would be interesting to see if there is any actual difference between the world now and before Jesus, like any objective, like what the experience of living in the world would be like. Oh yeah, and the so Bible, any way of, well, no way of here's knowing the thing. that, no way of gauging it. Here's well, here's the thing. I mean, as as good is coming forth, so does evil know that its time is short, and and the Bible talks about this as well. The dragon is angry, and as the dragon gets angry and is roaring and it's crazy, it's going to attack even more because it's not satisfied with that. So it does get worse. So it's there's this huge tension because it's the final throes of it. It's all we're in it. Well, I mean, not everything can be the final throes, though. So it'd be interesting to compare, say, a hundred years before Jesus and a hundred years after. Hmm. You know, to see whether there was any difference. Like what it would be like to live in those times. Yeah, there are there are there are some things that actually kind of describe what society was like and uh, and the benefits of, of that. But uh, there is what Paul describes us in Ephesians. He says that uh, the universe, the cross, Christ dying on the cross, changed the universe. Christ coming back finally will change the entire world as well. So there's this, this universal big picture. And then there's also what's taking place well, see, here on this that, planet. That's the thing that always worries me a little bit because I oh, think, yeah, okay, a it's bit. going to change everything. Yeah. I think, okay, is it going to change everything in the same sense that Jesus dying on the cross changed everything? Which is to say that we're still here. So sometimes, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I wonder because the Bible speaks. You know, that's actually a great question. So did the, cross make, did the cross make any difference at all to you, us, is well, what I've, you're saying? I've brought this up before that you know, when Paul goes on and on and everything was different. And I'm like, you know, he wants to shout this really good news to everybody and he doesn't understand why everyone's not jumping up and down. Mm. And it's like, because everything is not different. Everything is the same. In fact, Mm. you know, when I was baptized, my life did not become unicorns and rainbows or whatever. I went home to exactly the same meal, the same well, maybe well, not the same male, but yeah. I was in the same body. I am the same, you know, nothing. Yeah. I was not transformed in any sort of way that yeah. is recognizable. And I even think that would be a little weird, to be honest, if people suddenly you just became a completely different person. Christians talk about this like that's what the aim is, but I don't know. Does anybody even want that? Mm. Do you want to be a completely different person? Would your family and friends be happy with that? You so, know, it's so a quest- little, I don't ever know what to make of that in real terms. Like, what does that actually mean? So the question mean? is, has the Jesus, just if, if you take away the supernatural element, if you just took the fact that this guy, Jesus, came to a, this guy, Jesus, was born, if you just imagine that he wasn't God and a guy called Jesus existed in, 
in Nazareth and, you know, in the area there around BC around that time, the beginning of 2,000 years ago. Is there any difference to life that we know it? I would guess that there would be. I think that right now there are people whose existence in the world changes the entire way that we think and communicate. It changes the vibe. So, yeah, I think it's totally possible well, that Jesus' existence could have changed the There's a the vibe. lot of evidence. There's a lot of evidence that just if you didn't even believe in Jesus, if you didn't believe in Jesus being God, just the guy alone, uh, the man himself, uh, the words that he spoke changed the entire world that we know. Well, this is a good segue. Ask yeah. the question because I have us off oh, on a man. tangent. Yeah, you do. Well, that's never going to, oh, it's because never going I think to get to the It's question. a very passionate area My of mine. My question was just better than the actual question. What? But you ha- do you happen to know who wrote this question? I yeah, do. I, I thought he did a really good job. <laughs> what role do hope, suffering, and reconciliation play in helping you trust God more? What? That's a great question. <laughs> I don't even understand it. What do what what role do hope, suffering, and reconciliation what, ho- play? What role do all three of those things play? Yeah, in helping you in trust helping God. Me trust God more. Yeah. Well, it's actually from the text. Because it says here inside the text, uh, not so, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that in suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. So he says that we actually need hope, and we need suffering, and we need all of this kind of stuff, and that actually helps us to trust God. Okay, more. here's the thing. Oh, yeah. I, get, I get the sometimes people, you know, you've gone through a, a rough time, and God has pulled you through. Ah, is so that, that what he's talking about? Well. This yeah, go on, go on, go on. People are usually talking about. I don't know what Paul's yeah, yeah. talking about. <laughs> people often then retell that story, you know, about how God pulled them through this yeah, rough yeah. time. But then they're always just one rough time away from a good not time. trusting. Oh, no. not trusting. Okay. Because <laughs> I think, okay, you can always, hey, God pulled me through this rough time, but that doesn't help you much with the rough time mm. that's just ahead or the rough time that you're because you don't know that that's going to work out. So I think. Unfortunately, everything, our trust and faith in God always kind of depends or hangs on things working out. Mm. And sometimes things don't work out. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I know some people have faith even when things don't work out. Job is a good example from the Bible. I, I know people in my own life who are good examples isn't where that, things have not in any way worked out. Isn't that the definition out. of a really good trust, though, is that you're just you're there with God and you know that God is there with you when things are not going out the way that you think they should be? Yeah, I think so. I mean... And, I, don't and think, I don't think it's a bad thing. No, I, I agree as well. And I think that that's actually maybe the role of these things. Because what, what Paul is trying to say inside here is that God is not causing these sufferings and he's not causing these things to happen to you, but he works inside them. And yes. that actually, there's a big difference between the idea that God actually causes sufferings as opposed to God actually working inside suffering to help build reconciliation. Well, I've often thought that the best way to be a happy or peaceful person would be to somehow release your attachment to any mm-hmm. particular outcome, to not care how things turn out. But that is not possible for me. No. And I actually think it's a cop-out. And I think I do, in fact, care about how things turn out. Yeah, I can't just I think that any outcome is equally fine. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I feel like that's what religion is asking for you to feel that any outcome is fine and I'll rejoice no matter what. I remember I was huh. um, staying at a spiritual retreat place in the summer in um, Michigan and we were asking about mosquitoes. Huh. And the guy's like, yeah, you know, we get mosquitoes and it gets really hot, but we just accept 
whatever is. Uh, okay. You know? And I was thinking, okay, but the thing is, I'm bringing a group of people here yeah. to try to have them write and concentrate. And if they're being eaten alive by mosquitoes, I was, yeah. I was visiting yeah. the place thinking about whether to use it as a site. They're not going to be able to... to I can't be equally okay with a swarm of mosquitoes mm-hmm. or no swarm of mosquitoes. Those are not equal outcomes to me. I was this guy, he had reached that point yeah. where it was like, it was fine one way or the other, but. Mm. Well, and I think that leads back into the question we had earlier in the week about uh, how much we would like to be involved in deciding and how much we want to be involved in having, you know, uh, help in that kind of area. So a lot to think about. Our time is up for today. Uh, think about this question because uh, we got slightly diverted there, but it was really good and I'd love to talk about that some more, but here's the question. What role do you hope suffering and reconciliation play in helping you trust God more. Look after each other, live love, and we'll connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.